listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hi, you're listening to the My Pet Podcast. I'm Aria, and as always, I am joined by our resident vet, Dr. Glenn. Hello. Um, this is just general advice. But for advice specific to your dog's needs, have a chat to your vet. Um, but um, we're going to hopefully give you some pointers in the right direction um, if you have a dog with itchy skin. Itchy scratchy. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, a guarantee we're going to be itchy <laughs> by the end of this. <laughs> itchy, being itchy is like the worst thing Talk, in the whole talking, world. Talking about it makes you itchy, yes. Yes. Yeah. Just um, imagine how your dog feels. Exactly. Yeah. So... It may seem like itchy skin is obvious, but it's not always obvious, is it? Not really. So what what signs do you look out for to see if a dog is itchy? Um, I mean, the most obvious and widespread sign is scratching, um, the old dog scratch thing. Um, I mean, that's certainly itchy. And then, okay, what's normal itchy and what's not normal itchy? Yeah. I mean, just think, yeah, a, a dog scratching once, I mean, that's normal. Um, if to me, if there's red skin, mm-hmm. um, if they're losing hair, um, that sign of abnormal amount of scratching. Mm-hmm. Um, the redness of the skin is nearly always there if they're itchy, but not, not always, always, but nearly always. Um, and that can be, um, okay, if you've got a dog with hair, obviously you've got to part the hair and, and have a look against the flow of the hair and see is the skin red in patches sometimes they're red all over yeah. um i mean and there's specific spots as in down between the pads um sort poor of pads up, poor pads yeah. yeah um up on the inside of the legs um armpits groin um undercarriage um and in the ears that's sort of the most common spots yeah. um, that sort of itchiness starts often yeah um and again depends on the cause of it as to like there's is some um local distribution of um, itchiness that can help you sort of pinpoint what might, may or may not be going on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, basically, um, certainly redness usually, um, obviously physically scratching, um, licking and chewing. Um, a lot of people don't sort of associate with being yeah. itchy sometimes. And, and again, licking their feet once, it doesn't mean that they've got necessarily an itchy foot problem, but if they're um, doing more than um, – just the normal clean up after they come inside and go to bed and lick their paws for yeah. you know thirty seconds to a minute and then stop. Yeah, that's probably normal. Um, but if you're noticing your pet licking its feet multiple times a day, or if they're getting staining of the hair on light coloured um, yeah. feet on dogs, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's itchiness. And shaking yeah. the head, with shaking itchy the head with itchy ears. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there are an overwhelming amount of things that can cause itchy skin. Yep. Um, to really know what causes it, like I will always say to people, you need to go to a vet. Basically. Um, is, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, because getting a diagnosis is really important because, yes. I mean, there's so many lotions and potions and treatments and, and a lot of those things are very beneficial for the specific diagnosis. Yeah. Um, but just I see lots of pets that I've, owners tried this and tried that and tried this and tried that and like a, a week a month a year five years later it hasn't worked so then they're at the vet yeah um i mean getting a diagnosis is very important yeah. um or at least doing something specifically about the problem um and stopping it yeah um and because it could be just a one-off exposure to something mm-hmm. but if your pet's itchy and it's worrying 
the pet enough that it's worrying you yeah. or it's worrying the pet a fair bit. Yes. Um, so doing something that actually stops it from itching there and then as soon as possible, um, A, before they set up, you know, trauma to the skin, chronic infection and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah just get a diagnosis about what's yeah. going on or get a treatment for it um, and then go from there. One second, my head's itching. <laughs> um, there is a lot that you can do once you know what's going on, but you really have to know what's going on. Absolutely, first. yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, lots of things are non-specific for most itchy dogs, um, and some things are obviously treating specific conditions about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, once, so once you have a diagnosis from your vet, um, there is. A huge range of things from shampoos, lotions, potions, supplements. Yep. So what kind of treatments are out there? And and I guess also um, like what what are the different causes? Maybe we should get into that first. Yep. Like, yeah, obviously you can't really diagnose it yourself, but um, to have an idea of what, what can cause it can be useful. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, broadly speaking, I mean, parasites are – thankfully a less common cause than they used to be because there's so many good parasite controls out there. I mean, yeah. fleas in particular are the main thing that causes itchiness, but, I mean, there's still, you know, sarcoptic mange and demodex mange and, you know, follicle mites and that sort of thing. Um, you know, they are still out there and they can still cause problems. And yeah. if your dog's got fleas, it's going to be itchy. Yes. Um, so, I mean, parasites in general can cause troubles. You can have allergies to parasites, yeah. um, which complicates things further, as in flea allergy dermatitis. Yeah. Um, and that's not just controlling the fleas there's other things to be done as well yeah. um, but basically parasites um, i mean allergies are the most common cause of itchiness mm-hmm. in dogs by by far um, and there can be multiple different types of allergies mm-hmm. um, as in there's certainly contact allergy so yeah. direct contact with the thing that, that the pet's allergic to um, and that causes a, a reaction at the site where the, the contact it. happens yeah. um, there is um, atopic dermatitis, which is inhaled allergen, so oh. so the pet's breathing in um, the things that they're allergic to, and it's coming out and exhibiting as a skin condition. So yep. they're inhaling all sorts of things. When you start actually testing for um, blood allergy or um, skin testing, where you can see how big a lump the pet gets by injecting 128 different things underneath the skin wow. to, to get a diagnosis on okay what they're reacting to. Yeah, um, but when they're inhaling it, it comes out as um, a skin problem. So yeah. that isn't anything necessarily in your yard. That could be you know, a tree that's growing 150 kilometres away um, yeah. that your pet's having a reaction to. So um, that's one of the main types. So you've got the um, contact allergy, atopic dermatitis, and then basically food allergy is the other main grouping. And yeah. food allergy is not that common i think it's a lot less common than most people think yes um, it's that's causing an issue um there's certainly diets and supplements that can improve skin function and skin health yeah but there's not many pets that are actually food allergic and, and food allergy um there's no way to test for food allergy other than um a restrictive diet to yeah. exclude that protein essentially from the diet yeah. um, lots of people think that dogs are allergic to um preservatives and to grains and, and all sorts of stuff but essentially it's it's protein uh, and a specific protein that pets are allergic to yeah. so they um eat the food that's got you know either beef or pork or lamb or chicken or whatever the protein is or multiple proteins that yeah. they're sensitive to um and again it comes out as a skin condition um but some diets can help that out as yeah. far as um 
higher in omega three oils and factors that make the skin um, behave better and work better. But if that diet has still got beef, if you're allergic to beef yeah. in it, okay, you still can have an issue dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and grain gets vilified a lot, and, and I'm not a huge fan of, of carbohydrate-based diets in general yeah. um, for, for my pets, um, but grain on its own um, is very unlikely your pet's allergic to grain, but potentially you know, a grain-based diet may um, increase inflammatory regulators and stuff like that, so maybe it's not the greatest diet for pets that have got itchy skin. Yes. But replacing it with legumes or peas or lupins or something else isn't necessarily the best thing either. Yeah. But it gets complicated. <laughs> we will go into prevention a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, as far as the different causes go, I mean, allergies is a topic on its own. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty pretty massive and that's why I guess another reason it's really important to, to have a vet look at it. Yeah. And, um, and, get, a, and get a diagnosis. Yes. Um, because, I mean, a lot of allergic dogs get – secondary bacterial and fungal yeah. skin infections. And, look, I mean, ringworm happens. Like That's a specific fungal infection that can cause itchiness. Um, but most skin infections are secondary to allergic troubles. But sometimes you've got rid of the allergy and then you've got a secondary infection. If you haven't got rid of the infection, well, then you've it's the bacteria that's causing the problem or mm. it's the malesthesia, like a yeast infection that's causing the problem. Yeah. So, again, getting a diagnosis and that's – in saying getting a diagnosis – Getting a diagnosis isn't necessarily that easy. No. <laughs> um, so, I mean, excluding bacterial infections, excluding fungal infections, that's you know, that's doable in a vet clinic situation, yes. um, like in, in, as in a consultation. Um, parasites, okay, you can you know, see fleas, you can detect fleas, you can detect um, microscopic parasites through skin yeah. scrapes and that sort of thing, and that's the only way to diagnose them. So, again, really important to get a diagnosis. Yeah. Um, an allergy, to diagnose an allergy gets complicated um, your vet can treat an allergy without necessarily knowing what, what the is. allergy is. Okay. So you can you can go down the, the treatment path and stop an allergy from causing problems um, without knowing specifically what the diagnosis of, of how many things that they're allergic to. Yeah. But to treat that allergy in the long term, often diagnostic testing for atopic dermatitis and skin testing and blood testing, you know, comes into it. Yeah. Um, but if you present your dog to your vet and they exclude the other things, they can certainly make that dog less itchy within 24 hours using prescription medications that treats allergies yeah, cool. non-specifically. So um, you don't have to do the whole hog you know, all at once. Yeah. You can make your pet a lot more comfortable very quickly yeah. by excluding other things and, and getting a diagnosis and treating it appropriately. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, you briefly mentioned secondary fungal and bacterial infections, but yep. they can be a primary cause as well. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So um, – Things like hot spots and yeah, like you said, ringworm yep. um, and skin yeast infections yep. and so they they can certainly occur on their own. Um, I mean, hot spots again, we see them more in dogs with allergic troubles. Um, ringworm, yeah, I mean, it's usually a um, a, a one. A, Infection on its own. Um, yeast infections, again, more likely in dogs with, with complicated um, allergic dermatitis stuff. Um, yeah. They just get, you know, if the skin is hot and red already from the allergy, you get an overgrowth of bugs. Um, yes. Classic one with dogs with itchy ears, they get recurrent ear infections. Yeah. It's the allergy that's causing the redness in the first place and they get an overgrowth of their normal bugs. They're not getting an infection from somewhere yeah it's their own bacteria it's their own yeast that's in excess growth yeah. because it's a hot 
um, moist, humid environment for them yeah. to grow in. So, um, again, that's where when you get down to treatment, okay, it's treating the problem, but then it's treating the other symptoms that go along with it, yes. um, which is um, it's not a scattergun approach, but there's usually not one thing that fixes stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but throwing 50 different things at them at once doesn't make any sense either. No, that's yeah. right. So um, what, what treatment options are out there? For example, if parasites are causing the problem, what what does the treatment options for that? Um, I mean, yeah, fleas, no brainer. I mean, you've got very good flea controls, long acting flea controls yeah. these days that, that kills those. Um, I mean, other parasites like your little mange mites and sarcoptic mites, um, again, you know, long acting medications that often kill fleas um, yeah. and ticks at the same time. You know, we've got really good drugs that easily kill those now. Yeah. Um, you know, 20 years ago, we were giving monthly heartworm prevention at four times the monthly dose daily for six to eight weeks to kill Demodex mites wow. um, and using off-label horse ivermectin injections and all sorts of stuff. But now we've just got a registered medication that kills fleas and ticks that also kills these mites. Yeah. Um, so uh, parasites, for that reason, have become a lot less common. Like, you know, 20 years ago I used to see a flea allergy dermatitis dog twice a day. Yeah, okay. Now I might go four months. Yeah. Between seeing one or longer. And it's yeah, it, it's something that most people are on top of anyway, yep. so which is fantastic. Yep. Prevention is better than cure. Right? Absolutely. But then when it comes to allergies, um like obviously the treatment for that is complex as yep. you were mentioning before. Um and then with you bacterial and fungal infections that can be part of that, but there's heaps of treatments out there for yep. those things whether they're Separate or together, right? That's right. So, I mean, allergies-wise, I mean, again, getting a diagnosis and, and your vet will guide you through that as far as, you know, there is um, diagnostic tests like blood tests um, for allergies and skin injections where you um, inject stuff under the skin and, and get a diagnosis. Um, there's some relatively new prescription medications that we use that aren't cortisone. I mean, everything that was itchy used to get cortisone thrown at it and it used yeah. to work, um, but cortisone's got... Lots of potentially nasty long-term and yeah. short-term side effects. Um, so, I mean, there's oral prescription medications and um, like injections that last for a, a month, if used in the right circumstance, can really make a big difference for yeah. controlling the itchiness and controlling the actual allergic symptoms. Um, but then non-specific specific things for allergies, things like uh, omega-3 oil supplements in their diets, topical omega-3 oils to um, improve the barrier effect of the coat. Mm. Um, if you've got a contact dermatitis dog using things like um, uh, alavine shampoo or, or other colloidal oatmeal yeah. shampoos that, um, again, hydrate the skin and protect that um, barrier effect because yeah. any inflamed skin is damaged skin and if you've got a contact dermatitis, the more damaged the skin is, the more little microscopic bits get through the skin and contribute to, to keep yes. causing those problems. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is that is why it's sort of you really need to know what you're dealing with first because if you go and throw antifungal shampoo at a bacterial infection, you could potentially just be like damaging the skin more? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and there's, I mean, shampoos have got better and, and you know, medicated shampoos. I mean, there's medicated shampoos and then shampoos that specifically kill malesthesia yeast or yeah. bacterial infection or both. Um, but is that the problem in the first place? Yeah. Which is why, again, going back to a diagnosis um, in yeah. the first place, because there's literally, you know, 15 different shampoos that you could use yes. um, that 
some of them kill bacteria, some of them kill yeast, some of them kill both, um, some of them don't kill any bacteria or yeast at all, but are uh, generally soothing in effect and yeah. improving the barrier. Well, if you've got a yeast infection and you're improving the barrier, it's not going to fix it. Yeah. Um, so um, there's lots of very good you know, topical treatments for various indications, but you've got to know which one. And, yeah. and by the time you cycle through 15 different, I'll try this one, I'll try this one, you know, you, you weeks or months down the track, uh, your dog's still being itchy and you still yeah. haven't treated the problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what can people do to prevent these things from becoming a problem in the first place? Um, I mean, good parasite control, yeah. um, you know, a good healthy diet, um, a pet that's healthy, um, immune system-wise in you know, comes down to nutrition and genetics and good mm-hmm. luck, basically. Yeah. Um, so you've got control over um, its environment and its nutrition, essentially. Um, but when you've got a specific problem, I mean, genetics is a really big problem these days yeah. as far as, you know, there's definitely breeds that are um, significantly predisposed to atopic dermatitis and um, unfortunately some of the more popular breeds these days yeah. um, are very prone. So, you know, dermatologists are... Loving it but hating it, as in they've got <laughs> lots of work to do because of, um, yeah, bull, bulldogs and Frenchies. Um, yeah, they're very popular dogs, but yeah. half of them get atopic dermatitis and need prescription medications for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had I, I had I suffered with itchy skin myself, <laughs> and I had a blood test, and I'm allergic to dogs. Bugger. I know, but didn't stop me, obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> And some things you just can't do anything about, as in, um, you know, if you're allergic to blue cooch and buffalo cooch and lawn grasses and casuarina trees or something, I mean, you can't stop exposure to that, but that's where getting a diagnosis and, you know, there's desensitising vaccinations yeah. and, you know, there is treatments available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, another thing you've sort of mentioned a couple of times is the um, the barrier of the skin. Yep. Um, so and, – and Amiga oils. Yep. So um, – what kind of diet are good for improving that and how does that work? I mean, the specific diets, you can get prescription diets that have got um, higher levels of omega-3 oils and other factors that help um, skin health in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the specific diets as far as the excluding the protein diets. Yeah. And, and they're not the same diets. No. Um, or you can fortify or add omega-3 oil supplements to your pet's diet just have an anti-inflammatory effect, which yeah. is pretty much what omega-3 oils do in the, yep. in the right ratios. Um, so, again, it's non-specific, but it can help with an anti-inflammatory effect, which will only be beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is there, like, um, as far as, like, shampooing and brushing and that sort of thing goes, is is that part of a prevention routine? Um, look, to me... If you've got a dog with a specific skin condition, yes, there's probably going to be topical shampoos and conditioners that you can use to help that specific condition. Um, I'm not convinced that a dog that you know doesn't have skin problems probably needs bathing very often at all, unless they're getting dirty and you need it to keep the couch clean, etc. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you've got a specific condition, there's certainly um, beneficial um, medications topically, as in shampoos and conditioners that you can use that definitely help out. Yeah. Um, and that's always a part of um, our treatment for specific conditions but uh, it's not going to do any harm using a colloidal oatmeal shampoo with some aloe vera in it as a a, a shampoo for your general use yeah it's not going to do any harm but it's not necessarily going to stop all conditions and problems obviously Um, and with long-haired dogs and and like double coated thick long-haired dogs grooming 
sort of is is part of Absolutely. preventing that because yeah. the more the hairs matted, then stuff can just grow under yeah. there. Mat- matted hair, and, and also depending on the environment. I mean, I mean, dogs don't sweat, but if they get wet. You know, any moisture at the skin level makes them more likely to get overgrowth of bacteria and yeast. And if they've got a small problem, it's more likely to become a big problem if they've you know, got a, a lot of scurf building up at the skin level and they've got you know coat that should have been stripped out three months ago yeah. build, building up there. It definitely doesn't help. Yeah. 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 Um, and, yeah, like you say, if they're getting grubby and going and swimming in the creek and yes. – getting covered in mud and sitting around in that for hours like my dog may or may not do. Yeah, that's not going to help. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and duck diving in dams and stuff yeah. and getting wet ears. I mean, water in your ear shouldn't cause problems, but if you've got a little bit of a problem and then you've got water in there as well, okay, that's not going to help. Yeah. 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 So, cool. so yeah, regular you know, ear cleaning and drying and that sort of thing. If, if you're a dog's a swimmer, yeah, that all makes sense, but yeah. it's not going to cure everything. Yeah. yeah. I think the bottom line is that, that – um, Skin conditions are pretty complex thing yep. to deal with. Um, it is far over my head. Um, and if a client ever asked me, I'm like, you just and you can't tell. You like, can't. I mean, you know, I can do lots of tests, and it's still difficult to track down what's going on. Yeah. Um, but you can rule out the really easy, important things, you know, with a single consultation, basically. Yeah. Um, and usually get a long way down the path of knowing what's going on. That's it. Yeah. And to a more comfy and less itchy pup. Absolutely. Which is what we want at the yeah. end of the day. No one wants to be itchy. No. Cool. And they can sleep at night and so can you. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you for that. Yep. Um, I don't feel as itchy as I thought I was going to. Good. What about you? I'm, I'm fine. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to go to the vet then. No, all good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you.